Hello, everyone. And thank you for listening to the Manuel Gonzalez podcast, airman, leader, follower. This is episode 3.1. I had so much to say on the last episode that I wanted to jump on and give a couple little nuggets about what it is to be a good salesman, a good employee, a good worker, a good boss. How to make people feel good, how to get people what they want, and how to upsell maybe a couple situations. Have you ever been to a restaurant and the waitress, your server, asks you, would you like fries with that? Why do you think they ask that question? Well, because the burger comes all alone. It's a la carte. And fries with that is an upsell. I don't know if any of you knew this. Or it could be that there are more, many different options for you to choose from that are included with your burger. But in most cases, especially if you go to a high-end burger restaurant, those burgers come by themselves. And guess what? You gotta order fries with that if you want fries with it, okay? And the fries are $3.99 extra, $4.99, $5.99 extra. So not only are you paying $14.99 for a burger, now you just been upsold to make your lunch a $20 lunch, not including tip, okay? So in episode three, we talked about how Glenn and the other dude, okay, we're well oiled machines how they had a woman for basically every shoe in that shoe department and how if a new shoe came in they would be able to call and say hey come pick up your shoe it's ready for you it's all bagged up sealed and ready for you to pick up and this is really kind of before shipping was a real big option right this is before covid obviously And one of the things I learned was that you don't necessarily have to have a woman for every single shoe in the department store, okay? But what do you do? You gotta make people feel good. You gotta make them feel important. Because if they don't feel good and they don't feel important, they're not gonna come back to you. And I'm going to give you a little scenario. Jessica comes in and she comes in because she needs a new pair of shoes. What are these new pair of shoes for? Is it just for a one-time event? Is it for something that she can not only use for this one-time event, but she could also use 
um, in a night out in town, dates, girls' night, Galentine's. What does she need these shoes for? What color does she need? Does she need black, navy, taupe, maroon? What's her price point? What's her style? Are right, we gonna go back to the pump scenario? Sorry, gents, but we're gonna talk about ladies' shoes today. Pumps, she wants a pair of pumps, all black. Pumps, all right, sounds good. All right, Jessica, what I'm gonna do for you is we have all of our pumps in one location in the back here. What I'll do is I'll bring you out your pair of shoes what size do you wear? Well, you know, in my last pair of shoes, in tennis shoes, well, in tennis shoes, I wear a size eight. Okay, cool. I'll bring you a couple different options and shoe size. Okay, awesome, perfect. All right, go back to the back room, come back out for Jessica, and I have six boxes of shoes. And Jessica's looking at me like, I only asked for one pair. Jessica, how are you? Hey, check this out. I got a couple pairs of shoes for you. I know that we are kind of in between sizes possibly, so I got you a couple pair. I want you to go in and try these on, all right? And you tell me which size fits the best. Okay, Manuel, sounds good. I'm gonna give you a few seconds. Go in and try that on. I'll come right back. I wanna make sure Sarah over here right next to you is she's doing okay. Perfect, all right, thanks, Manuel. And thanks for the uh, the different sizes. Sure, sure, no worries. But what Jessica also didn't know is that I looked at her old pair of shoes that she currently had on, and I saw that she wore an eight and a half. So what did I do? I went and got her an eight and a half and a size eight in the shoe she asked for. Additionally, I went and got her a pair of shoes in an eight and a half Okay, that were below her price points and in a different color. Okay, and then what I also did is I went and got her a different, another pair of shoes, completely different, but double her price point and also in a different color. Alrighty, so ultimately she has six boxes of shoes in front of her, right? And all she did was ask me for one pair. So Jessica, now I'm giving her a few minutes to go in and try on that pair of shoes. What does she do? She starts looking into the other boxes. Why did Manuel bring me these other boxes? She's wondering, right? So she starts looking into the other boxes. She tries on, she tries on another pair of shoes in a completely different color than what she asked for, okay? But the cool thing is these shoes that she's trying on are $60 less than her original price point. She's trying them on, she's looking at herself in the mirror, she's looking at her calves, how good they look, how do her ankles look, okay? She's looking at all those different things in the mirror. She's asking Sarah, this girl sitting right next to her, what do you think about these, Sarah? And now Sarah and Jessica are becoming best friends. I'm wandering off, acting like if I don't know that I'm listening. Jessica sees a blue box, real pretty blue box, satin blue. 
She's like, oh, I didn't see this brand. Jessica opens up the box. And what do you know? It's another pair of pumps. Patent leather. Three-inch heel. The only issue here for Sarah, or excuse me, for Jessica, is that these pumps are triple the price of her price point. So now my girl Jessica here has six pairs of shoes. She's trying on all of them. She has one on one side, one on the other. She's looking in the mirror. She's checking herself out. Okay. She puts on a little anklet and says, wow, these really do pop. All right, Jess, what do you think? Well, Manuel, these are great. How much are these? Well, let's go ahead and start with these here. How did you like these? The original shoes that she brought out, right? The ones that she asked for. She says, well, I like them. But I really do think these other ones here feel better. Okay, cool, no worries. That's great. You know why? Why? Well, because these are actually cheaper. <laughs> She's like, no kidding. Yeah, they're actually cheaper. But what I also did, Jess, is I also brought you another pair in a different color because not only can you buy two of these pairs of shoes for the price of one but you're getting two different colors okay of a shoe that fits better oh wow geez thank you so much that's that so nice of you so considerate cool she's like well what about these gosh i'm in love with these well jessica i'm gonna tell you right now those right there are actually triple the price of the original shoe that you wanted. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So what I did is I just wanted to bring you out a couple options and see what you, what was calling your name, what was pulling your heartstrings. Wow, thank you so much. But these really are beautiful. They fit perfect. They fit like a glove. And even though they are $300, more expensive than the original shoe or three times as much man I really do like these and I feel that with them being patent leather I can wear them in multiple scenarios and multiple situations Jessica I think so too and that's why I brought them out to you you know what Manuel I'm gonna go ahead and go with these which ones I'm actually gonna go with these here in this beautiful blue box that are actually more expensive. And what I wanna do is I'm actually gonna buy the other two cheap ones as well. So Jess, let me, let me make sure I'm understanding you correctly. You're gonna go ahead and go with the two cheaper pairs of shoes that fit well, but you're getting two for the price of one. And then additionally, you're gonna go ahead and buy the other pair of shoes or pumps that are $300 more or three times that amount. Yes. Perfect. Would you like the boxes? With or without boxes? Do you want me to wrap them up for you? How do you want these? She's like, actually, I'm going to wear these ones out. Sounds good. Give me your old shoes. I'll put them in a bag for you. I'll meet you at the register whenever you're ready. And whenever you and Sarah are done having your conversation. 
So what does all that entail, right? That right there is going above and beyond. Not only are you trying to upsell something, okay? But as a shoe salesman at the time, shoe salesman at the time, I worked on commission. Now, what does that mean? Well, as long as I was making over $100 an hour, I made my base pay of $9.50 an hour, okay? So I needed to sell 150 or excuse me, $100 an hour in order to get my base pay of 950. Anything over that $100 an hour that I sold, it was 9.5% commission. When you start adding that up, it starts to make sense. Now, how did that in any way, shape, fashion, or form prove any significance based on episode three? Well, we did, I did want to talk a little bit more about how being a good salesman or being a, an all right salesman, and now you're a great salesman or saleswoman. How do you make your customer feel good? happy, respected, and loved. That's Well, that's a part of it, right? And, and knowing my shit. So when Jessica asked me for a one pair of shoes, I also went back there and I, and I got her six pair. And I brought out six pair of shoes for her. Not only was that more efficient, right? It allowed me to get six pair of shoes in the matter of getting one pair of shoes. So I saved the time of going back and forth to the stock room. And I brought her a bunch of new and different colored pairs of shoes that she never knew all she needed or wanted. And it's not really about need sometimes, right, in this situation. But I knew she would want. And I made her feel loved, I made her feel happy. And ultimately, she made a new friend in Sarah. Because I gave her the time, I gave her the energy, I gave her the effort to let her know that she was appreciated and that I was there for her. And that I knew my craft. I knew my shit. I knew what she would like. I knew what she was in the market for. And let's say we didn't have a size eight and a half for Jessica but I knew a different brand ran a little bit smaller or a little bit bigger a little bit larger than normal so what I, what would I have done in that scenario if I didn't have Jessica's eight and a half she was looking for well I would have brought her a size nine or a size eight in a shoe that runs big or a shoe that runs small and guess what that shoe might have fit her perfectly but in this scenario that didn't happen but by knowing that your products, by knowing your products and knowing that she could fit in a different size shoe, even though she didn't ask for it, that's what created the sale. That's what turned a $150 sale into an $850 sale out the door. So by helping Jessica for maybe an hour, I mean, you do the math. 
how much commission that I make on an $800 sale in an hour at 9.5%, right? So, hey, when we talk about Glenn and we talk about the old dude that used to work there, and I can't remember his name, and I still feel so bad for him at this time. It's been 18 years since I worked at Dillard's. But these are things that I learned. I learned like, hey, know where your shoes are, know where, know what your product is, know the sizing, know how shit works. Know what your customers are looking for. Know what they want. Sometimes it's not about need. I worked at Dillard's for just over a year. I was actually referred to the job only because the original job I was trying to get was a courier for a federal credit union in the local area. At the time, I drove a 72 Monte Carlo, a 350 engine, and it got about eight miles a gallon. The branch manager at the credit union was like, you know what, Manuel? I see your drive, I see your motivation. However, I can't give you this job. I was kind of crushed. I was like, what the hell? I have a car. I'm reliable. Trustworthy. She said, I have another idea for you, though. My husband is the general manager at Dillard's. And they're looking for people in the lady shoe department. We were just talking about this yesterday. Do you have any suits? At the time, I didn't have any suits. She said, you're about the same size as my husband. And he's the general manager. Let me give him a call. Hold up one second. Ring, ring, ring. She calls the store manager, general manager of dealers at the time. I can't remember his name. I wish I could remember his name. But I want to say it was Mr. Reynolds. So she calls Mr. Reynolds. Says, hey, I got a great applicant for you. His name is Manuel Gonzalez. He was applying for a courier position at our location. But I think he has a better he has a better opportunity working with you. He's motivated. He can sell. And he's young. And he said, wow, okay, cool. Does he have any suits? <laughs> he asked. And that was her chuckle. She said, no, he doesn't. But I know you do. <laughs> so he was like, actually, yeah, I got about three or four pairs of suits that I no longer use anymore. He could have them. So obviously at that time, I was on speakerphone in her office. So he used to say I didn't even have my application in before I was basically hired for the job. Started working at Dillard's a very short 
training process. It's about how they are, how strict they are about showing up to work on time, and theft, internal theft, and always being on the lookout, right? It's retail is it's one of their biggest issues. And how their processes work at the company and how they've been a lot, been around for so long. They have a process down pat, right? So Mr. Reynolds said, hey, have him show up to training on this day. Perfect. So what did I do? I showed up. Mr. Reynolds had his suits available, ready for me. He was a little bit bigger than I was. I believe at the time I wore a 34-inch pant in the, in the waist. And my man's pants were like a 38. So he was a well-established man. We call this uh, grown man strength or old man strength. He's, he was around that age, right? He's at the age probably a little bit older than what I currently sit at today. So I show up, meet him in person. He said, hey, welcome. I heard a lot about you. Make me proud. All right, Mr. Reynolds, hey, thank you so much for the job opportunity. I'm just coming off a sales gig selling knives. And I think I think I'll do all right here. Sounds good. All right, let me let me let me uh, let me show you around. So he starts to show me around. And originally I wanted to sell men's shoes, but uh, they didn't have any availability at the time. So women's shoes it was. said I want to give you a heads up the guys in this office know their shit and you need to be able to sell a hundred dollars an hour in order to make that base pay anything over a hundred dollars an hour you're making that commission all right sounds good man and at the time it's a cutco salesman I didn't get an hourly rate it was straight commission how much money and so so I said, shit, okay. At least I have some type of base pay. And anything additional is just, what do we call it? Cherry on top? All right, Mr. Reynolds. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate this. I'm going to get these suits hemmed. Get them so that way they fit nice and snug. So I look fresh to death. And I'll make you proud. All right, Manuel. Welcome to the team. So what did I do? I start figuring out who the heavy hitters are in the ladies' shoe department. Glenn, the other dude. There's a couple other part-timers that were crushing it. Every single week, Amy, our section manager, would print out a listing of what the sales per hour were in the work center. So for latest shoes, you had Glenn at the top there, of course, right? Glenn was selling in a typical month $495 an hour. Now, remember we talked about in episode three that Glenn had been there for about 22 years. The other dude, he was about $300 an hour. 
that was goal, right? That was goal. Always be striving for something. So my goal was to hit that second place time, that second place threshold, $300 an hour. But again, this guy had been there for about 15 years. He knew shoes. He had a clientele. He had people that he can call. And basically, if a new shoe came in, we, I use pumps, for example, because women love their pumps, right? A new pump came in by a certain brand. He would call a lady and she would be like, I'll take every color. And there were six different colors. So you didn't have to do any work. All you had to do is know that Stacy wanted that pump and that she would take every single color because she loved it so much. And there are pumps out there that just are home runs. And they keep on making the same exact pump over and over and over again because it does well. It's their flagship shoe, okay? I didn't have that. But I knew what I wanted, right? I wanted to have that. So what did I do? I knew I didn't have the continuity to be able to have the clientele in my back pocket. So what I do? I learned from the best. I learned and I watched. We talked about on our first episode on how you're the average of your all of your best friends. Glenn, the old guy, weren't my best friends, but I learned from them. We went to lunch together and I tagged along because I wanted to be like them, even though I knew that Lady Shoes wasn't going to be around for very long. I had already had a ship day in the Air Force. So I knew this was just a temporary thing for me, even though I was working full time. So I learned, I watched, I asked questions. And I worked my way up the ladder. At first I started selling the shoes that were easy to sell. The old lady shoes, the shoes that were for $69 a pop. The entry level Nikes that aren't good for your feet or your hips or your knees or your back. I would sell easy striders, which are basically old lady shoes that are super spongy and comfortable. And they also have, they also have Velcro on them. Those are easy, right? And that was all the way on the other side from the salon section. But I thought about it and I said, why can't I sell in the salon area? Is it because I don't have the seniority because I haven't been here long enough? Fuck that, he said. So what did I do? Little by little, I started working my way from the athletic shoe area. And now, shit, athletic shoes, I mean, shit, you might want to be in that section, right? (laughs) Because they cost so damn much nowadays. But ultimately, I started working my way to that other area, the salon section, right? Where the carpet was nicer and the shoes were more expensive. Because ultimately, if you think about it, if I'm only selling $69 pairs of shoes an hour, it's going to take me a lot longer to be able to make that money. If you understand what I'm saying, I'm going to work a lot harder. I'm going to run back and forth to the stock room a lot more. But if I'm in the salon section and I sell a $300 pair of shoes, 
an hour. What does that look like for me? So this idea started playing in my head. And I said, just because I'm the new guy doesn't mean I don't deserve to sell expensive shoes. So I started learning from Glenn and I started moving to that new area. started making my way to the new area. I said, I deserve, I deserve to sell expensive shoes, right? Why not? And meanwhile, all the other part-timers were, didn't feel like they were worthy enough to sell expensive shoes. Fuck that. Work smarter, not harder, right? So little by little, I worked my way into the salon section. If Glenn wasn't there, guess where I was in the salon section if old dude wasn't there guess where I was in the salon section and I shit you not my sales per hour within a couple months went from $69 an hour to $100 an hour like that okay hell yeah I think I'm doing something right here and then shortly after that it went to 110 120, 130, 140, 150, 150 dollars an hour my sales per hour went. And I had been there for like six months. Okay? Now my sales per hour is competitive with all the other part-timers that have been there a couple months. And I'm crushing it, right? The faucet's starting to open up. I'm actually getting returning customers. Nothing like Glenn or old dude, but hey. I got people coming back to see me. And what does that mean? Well, that means that that continuity that I'm just starting to build up, the friendship, the relationship, the rapport with the customer is starting to pay tenfold in dividends. Jessica from three months ago now brought Sarah and Sally. And Sarah and Sally are also looking for pumps because they're colleagues of Jessica. And not only do they want a black pair, they also want red and taupe as well. So that perpetuation factor is hitting home runs right now. So six months down the road, and hey, you can't find me in the athletic shoe department. I don't even know where it's at. I forgot. I forgot where it was. All you see me in, you see me in the salon section selling three, $400 pairs of shoes. That's where you can find me. And ultimately, after a year of working at this company, I'm sitting at the top three salesmen. Non-holiday hours, I'm sitting at $179 an hour. That's third. That's third place. You have Glenn, old dude, and myself. The last day, 
the last day I was at Dillard's, I ended on a win streak just after the holidays, January. This is where we've sold a bunch of gift cards, a bunch of gifts, a bunch of gift shoes, and a bunch of people coming in for all the sales. I ended Dillard's at an all-time high of $189 an hour, sitting at top three with just over a year in that location. So what does that say? I learned from the best. I learned from Glenn, I learned from Aldine. I took some of the sales tactics I learned from Cutco and applied those in my everyday skills while working at Dillard's. I only bought one extra extra suit the whole entire work, time I worked there. So not only was I in hand-me-down suits, but I had only worked there for just over a year and I was top three producer. Knowing your craft is important. Knowing your stockroom is important. Knowing what you have in your back pocket is extremely important. Not only for the customer, but it's important for your wallet. It's important for the progression of you, your family, and fuck, it's important for spending money, for beer money, <laughs> vacation money, 401k money, Robin Hood money. Episode 3.1, there was so much to talk about on that last one. I sit here asking you to give me some feedback. Let me know what you thought about today. Give me some pointers, some hints. And what you would like to hear in the future. Leave me a comment. Share. Hit me up. I look forward to speaking with you guys. This is Manuel Gonzalez. This is episode 3.1. Airman, leader, follower. Until next time.